Welcome to the Blind Android Users channel. This is your source for everything Android, tutorials and demos, all from a blindness perspective. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel for more content like this. Hello everyone and welcome to the episode 75th anniversary of the Blind Android Users podcast. We have a house full today, and we got a wonderful group of people here that will be talking to us about their experiences, and we'll talk about whatever comes to mind. But though we want to get our fee, the fiery fee, to open it up by pouring that good old wine from France. La, there we go. Yeah, I've opened that without spilling any. Now we'll pour some. Thank you. Uh, take a drink on our behalf, would you, Fee? I will, and I've filled it up. There we go. Cheers. That's very nice. Thank you so much. And how about we go around the room, so to speak, and get everyone introduce themselves. I'm Warren here from Washington State, and uh, today is going to be actually nice today. Uh, it's still raining out there. Believe it or not, it's been raining every day since the 1st of May. It's just been awful. I've never seen that uh, being here in the eastern part of Washington, but we have it, and it's a beautiful thing. I'm Fee in London. Uh, the sun's been shining all day today, but my mum said to me earlier that we might have thunder tonight. Uh, it's the Eurovision Song Contest, so I'll be watching that this evening and sending messages between me and mum and dad, and they'll be telling me about all the weird costumes and strange things everybody's wearing. And, um, yeah, that's that's me. Things are good here. I'm Doug. I'm currently coming at you from streets of Edmonton, Alberta. Uh, it's pretty cloudy, kind of rainy, but it's friggin' gorgeous, so I'm kind of happy. Hello, everyone. I'm Miriam, and I'm happy to be back. I know it's been a while, but uh, it's a beautiful day here in Port Said, Egypt. And uh, yeah, we hope we have uh, an amazing celebration today. And I'm Mike in Denver, Colorado, where it's going to be 86 today. And this is John. I'm coming to you from Virginia. It's been pretty rainy here, too. Hi, my name is Joshua. I'm from Regina, Saskatchewan. And today it's cloudy outside. <laughs> Hi everyone, this is Austin from Mumbai. It's very hot here. It's uh, almost 40, 42 degrees Celsius. And we are waiting for the it's, we are waiting for the rains. So you all can send us some rains and I will be on vacation for two weeks. So two weeks I'm not going to be on any of these episodes of the podcast. I'll be missing everyone and uh, I will be doing some editing on the side if I get time, but uh, I'll be on vacation for two weeks. 
Well, Austin, you need that well-deserved vacation. You need to take that vacation because you've not been feeling very good. And now that you are uh, feeling better, we really want you to take that vacation. It's very important. Okay, we have another person, my buddy there, um, Harith. Uh, Harith, we're going around the room introducing ourselves. So if you're hearing me, uh, it's time for you to introduce yourself. And we're talking about the weather in our cities, whether it's hot, cold, or whatever, rainy. Um, I don't know how much it rains out there in Algeria or in uh, Port Said, for that matter, in Egypt. It's not raining, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> that was pretty cool, actually. Okay. It's, it's partly cloudy. <laughs> All right. Uh, Harith, do we have you? And if we do, uh, could you introduce yourself? Well, well my brother, well, nice to hear from you. And uh, also, as well, pleasure to meet everybody. My name is Harith Alhamdani. I've been born and raised and worked and retired in Iraq, my original country, and I lived in Turkey, and I traveled through Egypt and Syria, a couple more countries, and for the last three years, I'm living in Algiers, Algeria. It's a coast city on the Mediterranean, mid-North Africa, across the Mediterranean from France and Malta and Spain and so on. Beautiful weather through the year. Other than few days of humidity in the summers, they have the most beautiful weather, weather I've ever seen. Uh, the temperatures around, like now time through the summer in the 20s Celsius, the people who know Celsius is, I think it's like 60s and 70s in, uh, in Fahrenheit. And um, uh, I'm with my family, of course, here. I have uh, five kids, the oldest in the university, the youngest is uh, uh, still in the first uh, grade and our first year in school, my baby girl. And uh, me and Warren uh, go back, uh, I think it was 2012 or so, with my ancient Sony Ericsson Mini Pro, the beautiful little phone, slight little <laughs> phone with full QWERTY keyboard, if you remember that. You should go I get it cost, back. I cost them around the thing. It went to the, I think it went to the to the museum because that <laughs> phone was, was custom rammed all the way. The latest update to that thing is ice cream sandwich, and I... And I got it all the way to Android uh, 6 Marshmallow with the oh, customer. That's not bad. That's and really it introduced that phone was the responsible phone to introduce Android in, uh, in big to the Arab blind uh, community. And uh, it introduced the first Arabic TTS to, to us people around here. And the group grew up because of that, and now it's over 10,000 members, 10,000 blind members. I'm proud, and I love them all, and uh, they're doing a great job. I, I retired from that as well. I'm taking it easy. And this one goes out to you guys there in the Arab world. We want to see more and more of you guys come on here and uh, uh, be part of the community. I know we do have... Um, 
uh, some things out there, especially like if you're from Turkey. I know those guys are Turkish, but we have a sister side there in Turkey uh, for blind Android users there. So uh, in the Arab world, would love to have you guys have a sister of the blind Android users somewhere there if you can't uh, be joining us here because of language barrier or whatever the case may be. But we love you guys. We just want you to know that. Thank you very much, my brother Warren. And um, you got you, you you now nowadays you have Miriam. She yeah, speaks Arabic have, and English. And when have, you got me, have, I speak Arabic and English. You got the best of the best there. What, what, we do what, have what the best you, of the the best, what but what I would love to, I'd love to hear more voices. <laughs> I love you guys. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, uh, I'm gonna like I'm gonna try to find <laughs> if, if there are some people with with uh, with uh, that, you know, uh, language is the barrier. Speaking yeah, English barrier. is yeah. much harder than just reading it and writing it because we have it in our schools in Iraq and Egypt and uh, in the Middle East in general. Uh, we have English as a second language in schools. So no no big uh, problem with dealing with it, writing and reading. The problem is uh, the pronunciation, the dialogue. Thing that speaking the language, you need to practice for at least three years to to get somehow like good English to speak with people. Yeah, so, that, that's true. I agree. That's a little difficult for them. Hey, Miriam, how do you do? Hello. I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Thank you very much. She, she has one of the most beautiful Arab voices. What else do you need? Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> she's, I, I, I think she's... Uh, uh, she, she does. She's and, same, um, old, same age as my uh, oldest daughter. I she does, uh, and so we're glad to have Miriam back. So let's talk about, we just had the Google I.O. that just uh, dawned on us on the 11th through the 12th. Let's talk a little bit about what happened. Anyone recollect uh, recollects what happened? A lot of AMS stuff. So let's talk about, we just had the Google I.O. that just uh, dawned on us on the 11th through the 12th. Let's talk a little bit about what happened. Anyone recollects what happened? There were a lot of things that were talked about. Actually, I jotted down 25 items. Um, unfortunately, I didn't have it with me as I'm sitting here. But I had jotted down 25 items that were spoken about uh, during the Google I.O., but here are some of the things that kind of excites me about the Google I.O. First, though, I think on top of my list would be the Google Pixel Watch. I'm really, really looking forward to that, uh, which would be coming sometime in the fall. My guess is that it's going to be announced alongside with the Pixel 7 series. You, you want my experience and advice with those? Lay it on me, man. Look, always, 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 for us blind people, we better skip on the first or the second release of brand new devices. We better, because they never get it good in, the fir in their first run. They had to do like one, and people start, you know, reporting and asking for features and everything, and they might get it in the second, and or might, they might push it to the third. Well, I think, though, that Google is kind of taking note of that, and most especially with the um, focus on accessibility of recent, I believe that that watch would be 
accessible out of the box. But you know me, I'm the daredevil and um, I want to be in on the party. So definitely my name is written down. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you live in, you're lucky you live in a place that you can if well if if i didn't like it it's getting back home uh, it's well known that like warren a... is the google skinny pig uh, yeah exactly <laughs> i i got it's my the first pixel... on the pre-order list like oh that's my name there <laughs> yeah uh so frankly i'm really looking forward to it and I, I can't wait to get that watch i mean i got the samsung watch for the first time um when that uh, Galaxy Watch 4 came out. Of course, the problem was that I got the girly one. I had to give that to my wife. I'm like, ah, I don't like this too small. <laughs> I should have gotten the bigger one. But now that gives me an, an opportunity to get uh, the Pixel one. Now, since she has that, will, it's time we'll for the boy. Personally, I think it's going to... Because like, there have been... Um, a lot of watches like in the industry and i think google has to work hard to get something that can compete with that so i'm i'm actually pretty optimistic about the accessibility because google isn't new like like it's she they know all about accessibility even if sometimes they could mess up so yeah I'm, I'm pretty excited for that too it definitely will be very accessible and most especially you know, coming with the new Wear OS or whatever and stuff like that. So I'm looking forward to it. But I think the part that excites me about it all is the fact that it's going to come with, uh, you know, cellular connectivity as to, hey, you want to get the Wi-Fi one or you want to get the uh, cellular connectivity one. I think that's, uh, excuse my Espanol, BS. Every watch should just come with uh, the ability to connect right out of the box, leave it up to the person, even if you want to join in the cellular network or not. Uh, leave it to them. So for me, my watch, I want to be able to leave the damn phone at home and take my watch with me wherever I go. You know, so I'm really looking forward to that. And I think that's what excites me about this watch. But I don't think it's like a watch is actually built for like, it's built as a secondary device, not like a primary one. So, you know, <laughs> I... I kind of agree with you, but also like it's supposed to be a secondary device. So for it to have a cellular connection or like um, things of that sort, of, like for them to have Wi-Fi, that's definitely necessary. But cellular connection, you know, it's not that important personally for me. Yeah. So, but my argument is, if I already have my phone, I don't need to be using my watch to look at my notification. And most especially for me as a blind person, is it idea. easier for me to look at my notification on my watch and interact with that? Or is it easier for me to do it on the watch? Well, yeah, I think the experience is different because like for me, I would be like in a place where I have my phone in my purse and I'm wearing my watch. So I, that's why I, would, I just don't need to get the phone out. So <laughs> that's why it's kind of different. Yeah, here. and there's so, so much you can do with the phone, uh, with the watch. You know, I have, yeah. I have a, you know, a, a watch here. And frankly, uh, the only time that I take it with me is if I'm like maybe doing something in the uh, kitchen and my hands are full or whatever. But even so, usually I just have my headset on, you know, connected via Bluetooth to my phone so that if a call comes in, I just hit the button to answer that call or whatever. And then if I want to send a message, I just hit that uh, assistant button and just dictate a voice message or um you know, text message using my voice and all of that. So in reality, for me, uh, I'm not going to get a watch that is on Wi-Fi only. If I'm going to get a watch, it's going to have that 
cellular connectivity. And that's my kind of watch. And I know, but you know. Be, yeah. be careful yeah. for what you wish for, Warren, because 4G and, well, that's LTE and, 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 and 5G networks, if, if the watch equipped with that capability, you and I and many other people know, with places uh, not so bad signal, if the signal in the middle, around the middle, those devices tend to like draw much uh, resources and the device gets a little warm. So I don't think it would, you'd, you'd like the overall uh, prof, uh, performance of them watches. In other words, I, I don't want to get roasted, right? Yeah, yeah. If you have those, <laughs> not roasted, not roasted they, they, they'd warm. The small devices, if they have cell capability, they they get warm. If, 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 if it's a bad signal, they get warm and they drain the battery real quick. If yeah. it's in the middle, like up and down, up and down, or switch if it switches between this and that, man. Oh man, uh, yeah. I wouldn't wish but that. For you my still have me. You have you me down. You have me down for it. I definitely will be getting one because uh, you know me. I yeah. have to. Yeah, I have to. I've <laughs> taken my Apple Watch places without my phone. Yeah. It hasn't warmed I, up. So. I gotta exactly. take, take this call. I'm, I'm sorry. I step aside a little bit. Okay. I just stopped and, wearing it because my wrist started getting irritated. <laughs> <laughs> like I think so. I look at my watch, and I would actually rather not have the uh, cellular capabilities because even when I'm currently taking a call on it, I notice the battery consumption is absolutely insane. Like it will drain the battery so quickly. So, like my concern would be how basically how fast that battery will die if you're using nothing but cellular connectivity. Yeah, but you can turn it off when you don't need to. It's not a static thing to where you can't turn it off. Uh, so, if you know, it's just like on my phone, if I decide to turn off my, uh, you know, data, I could turn it off. So, the same idea. Yeah, but we also know that not everybody's going to do that. So, I'd be the one who'd be less likely to go and turn that off and on and off repeatedly, knowing that that's also going to impact the battery performance. So I think unless we get a larger battery, which we're hopefully going to see within the Samsung's release, I don't know that the cellular connectivity is necessarily the best option. I think it's a great option to have, but I think if we keep the devices coming out with cellular and Bluetooth, if we have Google devices coming out with a cellular device and a Bluetooth wireless, I honestly think they're going to see a lot more sales coming out of that than if they just have the cellular. You're not compelled to turn on the cellular part of it. I think that's the part that we're missing here. Um, you can enable the cellular if you want to or don't enable the cellular if you if you don't want to. So I, there's yeah, nothing It would be nice if they could sell it for the same price. But exactly. The yeah. thing is, they're going to charge more for it if they all have cellular. Yeah, I, I was going to say that as well. Yeah, they're going to charge more if it's um, if it's got all the capabilities. Yeah, so and my max would would be five hundred. My budget for it is five hundred bucks. If it's going to be more than five hundred bucks, I'm not going to get it. Oh, it won't. Yeah, but some people be more than five hundred. Some people don't have that much money though, and also the other problem with cellular, if you, I mean, I 
my watch isn't an Android one. I did have a Galaxy watch, but eventually it got uh, so hot that I was, it was almost burning my wrist. And I thought, oh, this is dangerous. I can't wear this anymore, which was a shame. Um, so I've got an Apple watch now, but neither of those were um, had the cellular option. Two reasons. One, the cellular versions cost more and it was significantly more. And also, um, I knew I wasn't going to bother using them because I'd have to pay a monthly tariff for the watch as well as the phone. And I wasn't prepared to do that. So I just got the cellular. It's usually like an extra $10 a month here for that. Yeah, Yeah, in some tariffs and in other tariffs You have to be able to choose that or not. No yeah, one but is I, cho- force I chose on not you that hey you need to uh, have access. You don't have to. Yeah, I know, but you might not be able to afford the watch at all if you only get the cellular version. That's what How I'm saying. How much did you get your Apple Watch for? Uh, two hundred and seventy pounds, I think. You know how much that is in dollars? That's over three hundred dollars. I don't know. Yeah, it is. So right now, to give you an idea, in hmm. Canada, I saw the Apple Watch Gen Seven. For close to seven hundred dollars for the Bluetooth edition. Exactly. Oh so, no, this was this was the SE version, so this yeah. is the cheaper one. Oh, I think the one SE version is even the cheapest one of them all, you know. But uh, I mean, here in the states, most of the uh, Fruitvale watches, you know, three hundred, four hundred bucks. I only got the SE because that was the only one affordable to me and, and only the wireless one, you know, and people do have to consider budgets. It's all right if you've got enough money to pay to have the choice, but some people just haven't. Speaking of budgets, I think in, in my eyes, the bigger news is the Pixel 6a because they're going to be bringing now to that mid-range price tier. You're going to be getting a flagship processor in that. And that's the first time you'll be able to get a Pixel 6a phone or a Pixel A phone with the same processor as like the really expensive. Literally, it costs twice as much money for a Pixel 6 Pro as it's going to cost for a Pixel 6a. And you'll be getting the same processor in it, which I think is going to be great. I'm excited about the 6a as well. I think it's a good thing that Google is keeping the same price as we did have for the Pixel 5a, you know, at $449. That's a good price, and I'm looking forward to it. I would be getting one to unbox it here for our listeners, um, just for giggles. So uh, put my name down. I'll be waiting on that 21st of July. But I'm excited about it, and hopefully this uh, fingerprint reader that they're saying is going to be some something different will truly be something different because that's one of the weaknesses of the Pixel 6. Uh, the fingerprint reader was just not, it's not bueno. You know, excuse my Espanol there, but absolutely it's no bueno. And if we have a, a better fingerprint reader with the Pixel 6a, I think a lot of people will get it. But the good news is that the Pixel 6 or Pixel 6 series, you know, sold more than both the uh, Pixel 5 and Pixel uh, 5a or whatever combined or whatever, that's what they are saying. I, I don't remember which of those. So, the phone really sold well for Google, and if that uh, track record keeps going on, I see more and more people would be getting the Pixel 6a, most especially uh, now that it's even going to be open for places that didn't have it before, like India, will have access to that, and I think that's a good thing that Google is opening it up to more markets. 
and yeah. i am going to get the 6a but i don't know why it does not come to india why google does not bring a pixel 5 5a it didn't come to india so i hope the 6a come even the 6 didn't come to india well the 5a was only for two countries us and japan uh that's all you can get it from but uh, i think that google wants to give you yesterday's wine so you guys are not going to get it right away till sometime this year but the most important thing is that it's coming isn't it unlike the 5a that's not there at least uh the 6a is going to be there and my guess is that they probably will roll it out to you guys when the pixel 7 uh series rolls out in the fall But that's too what's the difference what's the difference between a 6 and an and a 6a then does it not um, have as good a camera or is it more plastic yeah it has or? less less qual it has the same cameras basically that are um on like the pixel 5a so it's not going to have the new fancy cameras that are on the pixel 6 and 6 pro and you know it's a little bit smaller the display refresh rate is lower it doesn't have wireless charging What? just basically the typical differences between like your $900 phone or your $700 phones and your $400 phones you know just yeah. the bells and whistles but it's got the same processor so it's going to be able to run just as smoothly which i think is great so it's more like the difference between the S22 and the S22 Pay or like the S21 S21 Pay from Samsung i think that's why they won't do Mm-hmm. Although the FE the S20 FE is is um I've got and it does do wireless charging and I do like yeah. that. I love wireless charging. It's so I easy. Think, I think the best comparison is like the iPhone SE kind of yeah. like because that has the same processor as like the iPhone 13. But even but the SE has wireless cheaper. charging though. Yeah. So that's right. a bit rubbish if the 6A isn't going to have that. Well the whole idea is trying to cut down the, the price. You are talking about price mm-hmm. here a little while ago. So yeah. you're going to make it available to people and yet give them that goodness of the Pixel 6 series then you you have to cut corners somewhere. And so that's why it's only coming with a 60 hertz refresh is uh the back yeah. is not going to be some kind of a plastic, you know, the sides are going to be uh some kind of a metallic whatever but the back is not glass and then the front uh part of the phone is a uh, Gorilla gra- uh, Glass 3 uh, is not Gorilla Glass 5 so uh those are some of the compromises and it's going to be coming with the uh uh camera that you know we saw back in um you know Pixel 2 series that continues up to Pixel 5a so it's not going to have uh the newer uh cameras that we uh, modules that we have in the uh, regular Pixel 6 so you got to cut corners there and bring the price down and yeah and the, the thing the part is that the, i don't um, like is is not you know why they take away the uh, headphone jack that's stupid yeah yeah but that was it. that's yeah. two years ago's yeah. news warren yeah <laughs> and why did they take away the fingerprint reader on the back as well okay. exactly. i agree with you there there was no need uh to put that uh, you know fingerprint in the uh in the glass but i guess they want to make people feel that yeah i'm really having a pixel 6 and so we put it in there but i tell you what i will take a reliability over nonsense you know mm-hmm. <laughs> they well samsung have done that as well they've moved the fingerprint reader from the back to the front as well into the glass yeah you true. do get used to it, it but it's a bit annoying yeah but the thing is that the uh, the capacitive uh, fingerprint readers are faster than any of these 
unless you get the ultrasonic ones like the flagship ones on Samsung, um, which Google should have used instead of this, uh, you know, optical one that we have. I've always had trouble unlocking, uh, or well, not uh, unlocking with the back uh, fingerprint because uh, I use my thumb to unlock it and uh, it misses some of the time a lot. So on the front, it might be a little bit easier, at least for me to unlock it, I would think. Well, you should. Yeah, if so, you were yeah, using a back right. back fingerprint reader, you're supposed to use your index finger to unlock it. Oh. I have to say, I quite like it on the front, though, actually. Even though you can't feel where it is, once you're used yeah, to it, I do too. like it. Because you don't have to... Because when I'm unlocking my S9, where I've got a lot of my WhatsApp messages, I always have to lift up the phone off the table first to unlock it, and and that's annoying. Yeah, that's true. Like I usually have my like my phone nightstand and my earbuds. Um, I wear them, and I just unlock the phone on there, and I do what I want. And just you know, it, I feel like after getting used to it, it's it, it becomes pretty cool. Like I love the the front one more. It's actually much fast, much faster than the back one i think let's talk back i'll tell you where the sensor is at least on the pixel 6 so it'll so like on samsung it'll tell you where it is when you're setting it up but then it won't hmm. yeah but it vibrates like it, it gives you haptic feedback when you touch it even if like it's not the right fingerprint um so it it tells when you I, the phone is interesting. when i tried mine it just it gave me like haptic feedback when it failed but when it actually uh unlocked it uh didn't give me any haptic feedback i don't think yeah it, it mine does actually every time oh. yeah so it, it will be there it'll be in the front and of course i like my fingerprint in the front but i also like those that have it in the back i, I don't care whichever one i think for me i just want it to be you know, something that works all the time, you know, reliably. Every time that I put my finger down there, I want it to just, boop, there we go. You know, <laughs> I don't want a second try. I mean, so far, though, I've been lucky with my Pixel 6 Pro, uh, but there are times that I have to do it twice. And, you know, some people don't have that patience. So we need to have something that's reliable. Another thing, though, that Google talked about is, the uh, the tablet, which is going to be coming out in 2023. And you know what? I kind of think that Google, I like the approach that Google took because uh, instead of hearing all these leaks from rumor views and uh, whatever views that we have out there, Google is like, oh, you know what? I'm going to preempt to you guys that are trying to do all these leakages. I'm just going to show the thing out there. And therefore, they showed the Pixel 7 and then uh, talked about the uh, Pixel tablet. Mm-hmm. Well, they showed the tablet. I think that's about all they did. But yeah. still, yeah. Now, now, if somebody leaks like a a render of the tablet, they're going to be like, "Well, Google already showed us the tablet, so this exactly. isn't, isn't news." <laughs> yeah, I kind of like that approach because you know, because you have all these everyone trying to say, "Hey, this is what is going to have," and someone's going to say, "No, this is not what it's what it's going to have," and you have all these conflicting uh, things going on there, or you know, having the qualifier, but you know, take it with a grain of salt or whatever, and all of that. But I'm glad though, you know, <laughs> Google has done it this way. You know what? Uh, guys, we're just going to put this thing out there. 
Okay, sorry to interrupt, but I might have to go. I think I have a class like in 20 minutes. Um, it's been amazing being here, like back again. And um, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be back like in, you won't miss me at all. I'll be like, like in July, Max, but uh, I really enjoyed um, being here today. And have a nice celebration all. So you're telling me not to miss you? We'll miss you. <laughs> yeah, come back soon. <laughs> Bye, Miriam. <laughs> Happy 75th. <laughs> uh -huh. All right, see you. Bye-bye. Right, thank you. And so that was Google I.O. You know, there were lots of things that they talked about. Um, I think some of the things that excite me also have to do with uh, the like passwordless um you know, capability or feature that they're, they're bringing. So we, we kind of got those things coming in and I'm kind of really excited about what Google is cooking, you know, because every year I, I'm saying to myself, are they going to be able to pull this one off? I mean, last year was spectacular. And I was saying to myself, I don't think they will be able to match uh, last year's uh, Google I.O. But, you know, to my surprise, this one even uh, was better than last year's um, Google I.O. Although we are talking about Google phones and headphones and all, but one of the things that I like in Google I.O. is that uh, Google has done a lot of progress on machine learning, skin tones and images and all those things. And also, one more funny thing that happened is that they took a dig at Apple when they were showing their messaging service they said other phone operating systems should get a message to upgrade to RC messaging. So that was the funny part. I did not expect Google would take a dig at Apple that way. So it was a really funny Google I.O. this time. I, I think it was better than last time. Yeah, they got a lot of stuff coming out soon. I'm excited. So uh, tell me the truth, Warren. Are you excited about these new Pixel Buds Pro? So I'm not a, you know, um, I don't like the in-ear kind of. Yeah, I don't like the in-ear yeah. thing, but I think I want to get one just for giggles because they sound really good, don't they? Yeah, they sound. Uh, are you right. gonna get it? I'm. Not, I don't know. I have some from Samsung already. I, I thought it was kind of funny in the keynote. There was like a little awkward moment where he announced that they were going to have noise cancellation and. It, he like kind of waited for applause and it didn't come because it's like everything has noise cancellation these days. It's like you're a little late to the party, but I'm glad they have it now and I'm glad it has ambient mode. So for me, if I get noise canceling headphones, I need them to have ambient mode because I like to be aware of my surroundings when I have yeah, exactly. them in. So before now, I would not have even considered the Pixel Buds for like everyday use. But now that they're going to have an ambient mode in them, I'll, I might give them a try. Maybe there was an applause, but the noise cancelling took it away. <laughs> yeah, because yep. it, was, it was being held out, so it cancelled out the noise. You're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how powerful that thing is. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> One more reason to buy the Google uh, <laughs> Pixel Pro uh, earbuds. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> What about Braille? They're doing anything with Braille? So we, there was a little presentation uh, about the Braille. You know, we now are uh, coming out in uh, Android 13. 
whereby you know we'll have that braille display support built right in so one doesn't have to uh, use braille back so in other words it's goodbye uh, braille back and here comes uh, native support directly from within uh, talkback um, coming up in Android 13 so it's a good thing I- I'm really excited about it because you know what it will finally uh, put us on an even playing field with the other ones out there to make things uh, work better for us because that's well one of the uh you say that but i won't believe that until i try it oh come on girl Don't because be if it's just Thomas. if it's just like braille back but it's not braille back it's just within the thing that's not very good if it's better than braille back then great but there's quite a lot better than braille back it needs to get really isn't there to uh give you decent braille and it also needs to stop going diddling and when you connect and disconnect from Braille because that is too annoying and noisy and it still does it when your phone's on silent and that's just, no! So uh, that noise, so I downloaded Braille back and Mm. I do have a Braille display. It's an Orbit Reader 20, but it's broken. It doesn't work. It won't charge for some reason. And I turned on Braille back and it would, like, make that sound even though the Braille display wasn't turned on or charging or doing anything. Yeah, it's a very annoying noise to my ears anyway. Well, because I I, I, I'm training to be a preacher in churches. If I'm using Braille on my phone with a Braille display, I do not want that noise if my phone locks or something during a hymn. I don't want that noise. Yeah, I wouldn't want that either. It, it's distracting and disturbing and irritating. Then mute talkback. It doesn't matter if you mute talkback, it still makes the noise. Okay, so I, I think the best solution would be to be able to either have the ability to uh, mute that sound or not mute that uh, that sound because... You know, yeah, it's, it's not there I, at the moment. I, I happen to be one of those that don't have any sounds at all on my phone, and but I know a lot of blind people want uh, those uh, sounds, the pings and pongs and all of that. And so it's kind of, it places one in a hard place. Uh, which one do you do? So I but think if your the, phone the is on silent, is to have your... that, you know, uh, capability of uh, toggling whether or not I want to hear that sound or not. Yeah, but if your phone is on silent, it shouldn't make noises like that anyway. Yeah, I agree. And it does. So that's annoying. So well, let's maybe hope. having it built into TalkBack now, if you do mute TalkBack, it will mute that. Yeah, it should. I guess. Yeah, that, that but, reminds me with that caller ID bug. No matter what you do, do not disturb silent mode. Take the ringtone all the way down. And if somebody calls you, it blast full sound. So see, mine doesn't do that anymore. Yeah, I, yeah some no. some devices they took away that bug, and some other devices like my Nokia, it still have it. No matter what they do, it still have. It. That's annoying. Mm. It is annoying. It's, it's it's annoying as hell. So if I if I go to a place that need to be you know not disturbed or whatever, I turn off Talkback, and and that takes it away. Because it's related to TalkBack directly. Just... Now, talking about caller IDs, I think the best solution would be uh, to totally disable um, the TalkBack uh, caller ID capabilities. 
and just let us have what comes in with the yeah. Google dialer. Yeah. Um, they took I think it that away. Be, yeah. when they well, took that option away. They kept it under under the hood as enabled within the TalkBack code. Yeah, because so they when have they it got now. It back, when they got it back to the phone app, they didn't took off that thing from TalkBack because that's it, what I'm it, saying. There yeah. was no need to keep that one in TalkBack yeah. uh, yeah. on because now that we have it natively on the Google Dialer, yeah, yeah, you know, then let's take it away. And then they uh, took it TalkBack. away from to Google Dialer, and it they kept it within TalkBack. They took the toggle for it away from TalkBack. That was the. I think that was one of the biggest mistakes they've done. Okay, it's it's not working with all devices as it should be. But it's it it used to say, and I still remember testing or was it testing or something like experimental or something. So it it says that it's not for everybody. It was a toggle, but when you turn it off, it, it, it used to be off. Yeah. Um, so now, you know, before we, um, when Google introduced the uh, caller ID uh, into the phone dialer last year, late last year or mid to late last year, uh, mm -hmm. we couldn't turn it on with uh, TalkBack on, but now we could turn it on with TalkBack on. However, mm -hmm. the TalkBack one uh, kind of becomes predominant, not letting uh, one here. Yeah what the other one does. Now, if you don't have TalkBack running and you have enabled that, then, you know, it will announce it several times that you've chosen. Yeah. And so, frankly, I think the best thing for Google to do at this yeah. point, totally, dis you know, uh, disable that TalkBack uh, capability of uh, having to read what is coming in. I mean, if one wants to yeah. find out, you can put your finger down and, and find it out, but let the uh, native uh, phone dialer call in, ID In one of my author. feedbacks, yeah, in, in one of my feedbacks, I, I, I said, well, take the whole line of that thing on with TalkBack, because whenever you, you just turn TalkBack on, it automatically activates that thing. So take it off TalkBack and give us the choice to bring third party, use the phone app, use whatever. So it's just, it's just take it away because it's blasted. We have to talk to turn off TalkBack because of it. Because the, the in the beginning, they say it's not related to TalkBack. No, it is related. When I turn off TalkBack, that thing not, doesn't occur at all. So it's it's directly with TalkBack. No matter what the reason is, uh, the handling of the, the volume channels or whatever, TalkBacks triggers it on. So that's, well, it's, a, it's an old device I wouldn't care much about now. I, I turn off TalkBack on it most of the time. So it won't bother me when somebody calls. But it's an unfortunate thing. It had been some years now, and the tons of feedbacks we did online and by email and by by the feedback channel, um, the phone with the Google representatives, and just promises, promises, they never took it away. So if I just forgot about it. Let's talk about something else that, um, you know, that was Google I.O. How about Android 13 Beta 2? In Android 13 Beta 2, not so much. It's just some, you know, improvements here and there on uh, beta one, but then the good news is that some of the other phones now can jump on this beta, including Nokia. Uh, Nokia X20 is the only one that qualifies for that beta. 
um, if you're a Nokia user. But if you're a OnePlus guy, you know, you have the OnePlus 10 uh, series, we'll get it. You could uh, jump on it. And then there's, uh, I think, one of the Xiaomi phones. There's like 11 or 12 phones that can jump on that. I don't remember them off the top of my head, but they are there for, for people to uh, try it if you want to try the uh, Android 13 beta. But uh, what I understand from Nokia is that if you do, you want to back up your stuff because if you want to roll back, it's gonna, uh, it will erase your stuff. So if you're on that phone and you want to jump on it, make sure you back up um, your device so that you should, in case you want to return back to Android 12, then you have your backup so you're not losing your stuff. I tend not to try these uh, beta versions because I have a lot of stuff to do and I need my phone to uh, to work. So <laughs> I don't really uh, try them. But I'm always interested from other people, you know, how they how it goes. I, I have it on my Pixel. There's a lot more crashes, at least on my phone, but uh, even after the reset, but it's still- Yeah, I have it on my Pixel 5a, but I don't think I would use it on my day-to-day phone. I mean, it's very stable for a beta, but, you know, there's one thing that you could do when you need to do it, and then, you know, something goes wrong, and then you're like, <laughs> you know. So here, here's it. Um I have been using it on my main driving device since the developer preview one. I'm one of those guys and I've never been disappointed. Mm -hmm. You know, I've never been disappointed (laughs) by it. And I've been doing this since maybe Android. Um, I've been joining the, you know, DP versions, you know, back with Lollipop and I've kept that tradition. And, you know, Android 12 was the first one that was so good. Um, you know, developer one was so good and that tradition continued. The only thing that I noticed, which is really so annoying for Android 13, is that it did not come with the new talkback, you know, because like when we had the um, Android 12 uh, DP1, it actually came with talkback 12. And that's the reason why, you know, Google chose to jump from version 9X of talkback to version 12 to, you know, keep with the uh, iteration of the OS. And so they kind of falsified this time because when DP1 of Android 13 came out, we didn't see Android 13, I mean, TalkBack 13. And to this day, you know, you you still have that Android 12.2. So it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I'm sure when when, when the final is released, that it'll come with TalkBack 13. Or it yeah, should, it, it, it definitely should. will. It definitely yeah. will. But it, this one should have had, uh, you know, the Android 13 beta instead of, you know, being named and, you know, 12.2. I, I happen to be one of those. I get tired of this point, this point, that point, that it just, it gets too much to, you know, <laughs> try to keep mm-hmm. track of point one, point two. Come on, man. Um, after a while, just skip these things. <laughs> Yeah. That being said, I'm glad it's not tied to the OS. Like, I'm glad you get TalkBack from the Play Store and you can get an update from TalkBack without having to update your whole OS like you do on iOS. Like, in order to update 
voiceover, they basically have to update all of iOS. So I'm glad it's um, separate, but yeah, you're right. They need to keep them in sync a little better. Uh, so yeah, John, I agree with you. I think the beauty of uh, TalkBack is having the ability, you know, to update straight from the Play Store, and I think that's a very nice choice that someone did that they made that possible. I like that because mm-hmm. just imagine having to wait till the OS drops or whatever, and you know, uh, it'll just be annoying. I am also using Android 12 from Developer Preview One. And I had rolled back once because there was some bug. I don't remember what it was, but Android 13 has been the most stable Android version ever. I have not uh, even thought of rolling back. I don't want to roll back. I've been using it from uh, developer preview one, and now I'm on beta two. I was on uh, Android 12 L also, and. That had some bug because that was for large screens or foldable screens. So I rolled back from there, but Android 13 has been rock solid. It's no, not very I'm good not... updating the beta though, and not having the new talkback because how can you report any bugs or anything if you haven't got the new version? That's not very good. Sorry to interrupt. I like to use. Uh, I love to use that uh, Google Meet one with the. Uh... With Chrome on the PC, it's totally accessible. It has a toggle hotkey for muting, unmuting, the for turning off and on the microphone. Control D, a toggle. I love it, and I use it a lot with the with my almost daily uses. So, pretty good stuff. And something came up. I gotta go. It was a joy and uh, my pleasure hearing all of you. And hopefully, we'll talk to you all again and again and again. Thank you very much. And uh, Warren, as always, much appreciate your your doing a great job. You're on the team. Enjoy the day, please. Thank you so much, bro. Our love to the family, and um, we really appreciate you taking your time to come out. Thank you so much. Very welcome. Thank you. Some new people have joined. I think they might have got the time wrong. We got a couple people that join us. Hi guys, would you mind introducing yourselves uh, to? Hi Warren. Oh, that's nice. Hi Warren. I'm Jimmy from Lima, Peru. Hey, welcome. This is the first time we're having someone from South America, and oh my gosh, thank you for coming on. It's my pleasure. <laughs> oh, nice uh, to have you, bro. This is beautiful. I have a I have a, a Pixel 4a. I got it in Miami in September last year. I couldn't find a 5A or uh, and by that time I think the 6 was not released yet. No. So I have my little toy and I use it a lot. Yes. Yes, I use it a lot. I'm I'm waiting for the 6A. You have you announced uh, today or yesterday that they they have released it. And, uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be released on July 21. You know, they did talk about it and and showed it to us. You know, back on the 11th, and that's what we talked about earlier on. The price is really nice because it's the same price, 
as the 5A at $449. That's a really nice buy for anyone uh, wanting to experience the Pixel 6 uh, series. So I'm glad we have that, and I hope you'll be able to get that because then, you know, you'll even be better than your Pixel 4A. I mean, the Pixel 4A is not a slouch by any imagination, uh, but really, if you have this um, one, then, you know, it, it'll even be better because you're having a better phone uh, with better um, RAM, more RAM and all of that. The only thing, though, that we forgot to mention here about the Pixel 6a, that it only comes in one storage model, and that's the 128 gig. I think Google has kept that model since the Pixel 4a. So we got the Pixel 4a, Pixel 5a, and the 6a all sporting that. 128 GB of internal storage. Of course, Google doesn't do SD card slot. So that's what we have. I was hoping we'll have a 256 gig version, but no, not this time. I, I, I usually use, I, I don't use a lot of, of apps as you, you know, because you like to test them and you need a lot of space to... I do. <laughs> I, I like my phones with a big storage if I can. And so that's why when the uh, Pixel 6 Pro, I made sure I got the uh, I got the 128 in frustration because I could not get the 512. It was just the pitch was just crashing, and so I got that to unbox it for the podcast. But then, of course, I went back and got uh, the 512 when it became available. I put myself in the waiting list, on the waiting list, and when it came through, Google let me know, and I went and got it, and so. I have it. I'm happy with it. It's, uh, I think, the best phone I've ever gotten from Google. Absolutely beautiful looking phone. And with 512 gigs of storage, I'm loving it. And so I'm looking forward to the Pixel 7 and see if they have uh, one TV one this year. I'll get it. <laughs> one, the biggest one ever. <laughs> it, it is projected to have a one uh, terabyte uh yeah, and so I'm looking forward to that. Frankly, if they have a one TV version, uh, put my name down on it. I'll be getting that. <laughs> I think if Google launches a Pixel phone on which Warren can put an SSD and upgrade the space to like 8 TB, 16 TB, I think Warren will be definitely going for it. I don't know what he stores on his phone but uh, we'll get to know. We'll slowly, slowly uh, reveal all the secrets. Uh, we'll be having episodes of uh, what apps are on our phones. And uh, I think Warren is definitely planning for the future uh, by going for one TV phone. I don't know how much of that he has used. <laughs> uh, maybe i'm a sucker or whatever but uh frankly i don't want to be worried about space on my phone because i dump a lot of books and uh some stuff on there um you know on my pixel 6 pro i already have over 250 gigs of uh material on it you know so uh, <laughs> i don't want to 128 uh, one twenty-eight. For me, it's for me, it's enough, really. Huh? For me, it's enough. I, 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 I know. I don't like. I don't. I don't have a. I'm not uh, too techy, you know. <laughs> That's right. So tell us a little bit about uh, Peru. Um, 
my brother, uh, what's the weather like? Because all of us here that we came, you know, we talked about the weather in our places. And so um, what is it like, you know, like, let's say for today, is it nice or is it uh, barbecue weather? That kind no. of thing. But, but, you know, I live in the, I live in the, in, in Lima. Lima is the capital. No? Yeah. The main city. Uh, the rest of Peru, the, Peru is divided in three regions, no? the coast, no? the Sierra, and uh, oh. the jungle. So, so, so where, where's Lima? Is Lima uh, one of the three? Central coast. Oh. The central coast. And uh, we are now in autumn, north autumn. Our temperature is around, uh, it must be around uh, from... 17 to 19, you know, and uh, although we're in a desert, it's a very strange de desert. It's very humid. <laughs> uh, so you guys are in the fall, so you're approaching the winter. When does your winter come through? Is it during our uh, summertime that you guys have your winter? Yes, 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 yes. Oh. Yes, yes, the opposite. It's, it's like being in Australia, no? Yeah. Or in South Africa or New Zealand. Yeah, Southern Hemisphere is... The Southern Hemisphere. Okay, yeah. I got it. I got it. I didn't know that Peru is part of the Southern Hemisphere. This is very interesting. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of cities in your in your country that have Peruvian names. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. There's a, there's a city called Tagna. There's a, another city called Peru. There's a, another city called Lima. That's right. So for us, though, we're excited because you know summer's coming to shine. Um, you know, yeah. it's been raining here, as I indicated earlier on in my little town, you know, since May 1st, we've had rain every day. And frankly, this is something new. We never used to have that much rain because it's uh, practically more or less like a desert here in the eastern central part of Washington. And uh, we've had so much rain this year. That's unbelievable. Like back in April, we had snow straight for one week, you know, six days. Um, and so this has been very wet, and I'm looking forward to when we're clear out of this. But looks like uh, starting from tomorrow, we're not going to have any rain. I hope Google is right for the whole week up to Saturday. So I'm looking forward to that. And uh, yesterday I was out there, man, you know, cutting my lawn. And it seems like as I get older, when I cut this lawn, I'm kind of having some allergies from... Uh, cutting the lawn and it's kind of making me feel like you know I'll be you know sneezing and uh, runny nose for some reason every time I cut the grass. So mm. I don't know. Yeah, very interesting. It doesn't rain. It does. It normally doesn't rain in Lima. Normally. Ah, I like that. See, I don't like the rain, and that's why I like Central <laughs> Eastern Washington. I love that. So I'm like a desert, uh, you know, lizard. You put me in Arizona somewhere on a hot rock, you know. <laughs> but, but, but it's what it's strange is that it's a humid desert. Ah, but where is it getting the humidity from? Or oh, from the the sea? From the from the sea, yes. From yeah. The sea. And we have a so um, I don't know what's the name, the word in uh, translating the word in English, but we have a. a ceiling uh, of of clouds, mm -hmm. a permanent ceiling of clouds, and the skies are normally uh, in Lima are normally gray. Ah, so normally that's gray. that's why it will get humid because you get that what I call the blanket. 
So you have a permanent blanket on there. Uh, see here where I live, though, we have a lot of sunshine, you know, especially in the summertime. It gets bright, very bright. And so um, that's what I like. The western skies get really bl- uh, bright. There, the, the, the phenomena is called thermic inver- inversion. Interesting. Yeah, when, Interesting. When, when you get high in the highlands, uh, uh, you get sun. But at, but at the same time, if, if you get um, below the, the shade, it, it's freezing. You can be in a car, you can receive uh, sunlight in the, in the rear window, and then if you go to the front seat uh, and there's no sunshine, you will freeze. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, see, I, I like staying in the car during the winter time. You know, I call it, I'm going to Mexico. So I go to the car and sit down when there's a little bit of a sun peeking out. I mean, like um, it's been rainy here and uh, there are days that we'll have a little bit of sunshine coming through. Then I go sit in the car or sit at the steps here in my house because we do have like a sunroof, and I sit there, ah, I'm sitting in Mexico. That's what I call it. So I either sit here, you know, on the steps at my house or uh, go out and sit in the car when we have the sun peeking out, you know, on these days that we have uh, cloudy days and not much of sun to write home about. <laughs> uh, something I want to ask you. I have a an, an Samsung A71. I was using it, but sorry, uh, the thing is, I I don't like the interface of it. Uh, I don't know. Can't well, handle. Samsung devices are not bad, though. What is it you don't like about the uh, Samsung it's UI? Too, I think the, clatter, the, the one clatter. UI is a good UI. Too, too cluttered with with uh, apps, and uh, no, I don't know. I, I feel better with a Pixel. It's more yeah. fluid. So I, may, not, maybe you should put a different launcher on that one and see if yeah, you have a better I, I experience. Was, I was reading about different launchers in, uh, and you have to also uh, the I don't like the Samsung um, keyboard, the virtual keyboard. The yeah, keyboard. the Samsung virtual keyboard. Uh, and here I actually like the Samsung keyboard, and I, I'm kind of wishing that Samsung would open it up to us on the Play Store um, because I w- I had an old Galaxy S8 <clears throat> that I no longer have. I gave it away, but I um, I like the keyboard on there, and I'm like, gosh, I would love to have it on the Play Store, but of course Samsung will not open it up on the Play Store. But So just, just install the Google um, keyboard and make that your default on your Samsung uh, A71. And then also, you know, get a different launcher. I will say get the uh, launcher, launcher 2. Um, that would be one good one to use on your device. Maybe you'll have a better experience with that. And if that doesn't work, uh, then maybe you can go for something like the Hyperion. But I will say, you know, try the Launcher, Launcher 2. Launcher 2, yes. And and the A71 has better specs than the Pixel 4? Yeah, I think it does. I, I don't remember what the A71 has, but uh, you are right. I think it's probably a uh, better spec phone than 
uh, what the Pixel uh, 4a has, but I think that the Pixel 4a has a better camera than uh, what the S71 has. And what is strange, you know, what what I use for 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 uh, for t for the TTS for my I prefer using the um, eSpeak. <laughs> no, well, no, the eSpeak is not a bad TTS. To be honest, it's really very responsive and fast. Yeah, uh, that's TTS. that's why I use it because of yes. its responsiveness first, and I don't want the the other people as as not as intel intel the intelligibility for the for the rest of the people is not as as so, high. That's so what it, I call the. Uh, hide my ass uh, TTS because if I don't want anyone to hear what's going on, I, you know, turn on that uh, e-speak and I'm in heaven all by myself. <laughs> yes, yes. That's why I use e-speak and I even use e-speak in my computer. It's for the responsiveness and that's uh, I never installed the uh, what's the Joyce the Joyce the, 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 uh, uh, the Eloquence Yes, eloquence. Yeah, eloquence is not bad. I like eloquence, and frankly, no, no, yes, I, but there's no eloquence available anymore. So, oh yeah, you are right. That's the problem, and I, I don't know. Uh, frankly, if uh, Code Factory would even uh, bring us the 64-bit and sell it for a hundred bucks, put me down as one of those that will be getting that if they do. Um, that's how much I like that uh, TTS. You'd pay a hundred dollars for eloquence. I will. <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> I will. But at least that tells you how much I like it. Um, because I'm looking forward to I was hoping that they would do it, but you know, no, they're not doing it. And so maybe if there's a way that it could be open sourced, uh, so that people could people who have the know how could bring it to us, I think that would be wonderful. It has gone through a lot of companies. Yeah, it has. It was developed in the north north part of New York. Attica or Utica. I don't know what's the name of the town. Uh, Utica, yeah. Yeah. The, the, the UK version of Eloquence is very peculiar. When I use Eloquence, I use the US version. I mean, if they think that's what, how an English person talks, really? Yeah, that, the, I've always wondered why on earth um, they make that sound that way. I mean, it's horrible. And I, I don't think anyone uses it. Uh, does anyone in Britain actually uses that voice? It's just horrible. <laughs> I'm serious. So I use uh, eloquence on my Samsung. And uh, sometimes, I don't think this happens very much anymore, but I used to, like, if I would go to a website, uh, eloquence would switch from the U.S. to the U.K. voice. Because that web page you're on has the, um, uh, you know, uh, U.K. English. And so, but you could always force it not to uh, do that. You force it to use your system language, so it'll just override that and ignore that. Uh, oh, then, like, hey, whenever, sorry if I cut uh, off for a while. About eloquence text of speech, do you asking for the paid version or the open source driver? What? The eloquence, uh, no, you just. Uh, oh, no, I was Sorry? just saying that if I would go to websites, uh, 
it would switch to UK instead of staying with the US. Oh, that you can turn it off by disable language, automatic switching language, I think, on NVDA. Oh, no, I'm using oh. uh, uh, it on a Samsung. Oh, so okay. you need to force force the system language. Sorry. Anyway, anyway, I'm I'm Kevin from Malaysia here. Okay, so let's have you introduce yourself, man, because this you're from Malaysia. That's really good. We thank you so much uh, for joining us from Malaysia. So tell us where you're coming from in Malaysia and what's the weather like there. And um, you know what? There's something in Malaysia that I really like. The uh, the sriracha sauce is my favorite. Ooh, Hot sauce. Um, I put that on everything. <laughs> 1.47 a.m. right now here. Oh my gosh, um, thank you for staying up so late. 15 of, wait. Yep, 15 of May 2022. Mm. Weather, sometime it will rain for now. <clears throat> what? Uh, one more I can tell is uh, if me uh, about myself or about Malaysia or something. Yeah, just tell us about your town, you know, and, or, you know, tell us your name again, because I think we were talking, we didn't get your name well. No, yeah, you can just call me Kelvin. Kelvin, there Malaysia. we go. Yep. Um, so what, what city in Malaysia are you coming to us from, uh, Kelvin? I'm on Johor Bahru, Johor Bahru in South Malaysia. South Malaysia, okay. Hmm. I'm in South Malaysia. Well, thank you so much for, you know, gosh, at 2 o'clock in the morning, man, you are such <laughs> a, a dedicated person. And frankly, if we have any crown that needs to be bestowed on any listener, it has to be you. And I mean that. That is so nice of you to be able to come and join us here, um, you know, at two o'clock in the morning. It's unbelievable. No, I just, I just joined here. Just now, I just go through the group randomly, and I saw this link, and I click and join. Join here. Thank you. So, what phone are you using, uh, Kelvin? Currently, I'm I'm just using Redmi Note 10 Pro. Ah, okay. How is that interface? Is it uh, accessible? Okay, can we use? I have, I have. Uh, I want to try Pixel, but it's not officially available on Malaysia. Yeah, so... but how how accessible is the uh, the one you are using? Is it fairly accessible or very accessible? Just a little, didn't accessible, not accessible, just a little. But the, you guys in that part of the world, though, have a lot of different phones. You have all kinds of phones there that we don't have. Um, you know, like some Samsung phones that we don't have or some, uh, some OnePlus phones that don't come here. You guys would have it in your area. Maybe, you know, I don't know how accessible OnePlus phones are, but I think they're accessible. Really, some Samsung didn't come to U.S., right? The Samsung phones that come to the U.S. are very few. Um, mainly, we have like the flagship versions or models that come to the U.S. Uh, besides the um, recent A-series, like the uh, A53, uh, A52, mm -hmm. and all of that. But 
There are a lot of other Samsung phones like the M series and the uh, whatever series that you, you guys have there in Asia do not tend to come here to the States. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't so know that. We're very limited in uh, phones that we can get because here the predominant phones that we have is just Samsung and Apple. You know, those are the two phones. And of course, you know, uh, OnePlus, if you're into like T-Mobile or something like that. But I think OnePlus is gaining ground. It's becoming a little bit more popular. But they are not phones that you're going to be walking out there in the wild and say, I ran into someone who's, uh, you know, using a OnePlus phone. You know, most people you find would either be using an iPhone. I said the, the word instead of a fruit veil. Would be using an iPhone or would be using a Samsung phone. I mean, I haven't even come across someone in the wild out there besides me using a Pixel phone. You know what I mean? It's amazing. Mm-hmm. So, what majority phone that uh, people use in United States? Most people simply use uh, either a Samsung phone or um, something from Apple. Oh, Apple. Okay. Yeah. iPhone. Okay. Okay. Got it. Those are the phones that you, you see. I mean, I, there may be some other ones around, but those are the predominant ones that you find commonly. Uh, if you run out on the street now and you stop and ask someone what they are using, the tendency is that they will have something from Apple or something from Samsung. But you guys are so fortunate. You have all kinds of phones out there, man. I'd always wish I were in India. You know, uh, India has so many phones. You, you can't even shake a stick at. So this more to Samsung and flagship phone, right? In the US. Yeah, that's all that we have, you know. But of course, for me, I, I like the Pixel. So I have the Pixel phone. Any difference using Pixel with other phones, other flagships? I mean, well, I said the experience on a Pixel phone, you know, because it's a stock Android, um, it's very fluid. And I'm not, you know, this is not to say that, you know, Samsung phones actually are very good. Uh, the One UI um, has really changed the landscape on the Samsung phones, and that equally is good. Uh, but I, I really prefer uh, the Sam- Samsung, I really prefer the uh, Pixel phones. Uh, because of the simplicity and all of that. The um, Samsung is also simplistic, but they have their own stuff in there, which is good. Um, If one is into Samsung, it's the way to go. But if you're not, then if you prefer simplistic thing from Google, then the one, the Pixel phone is the one to have. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Yeah. I'm more likely to use stock android i think yeah that that's good that's good because an update the first thing i wanted the second thing i wanted is a beta version I like to try out try out new things and you actually just uh, hit the nail on the head because that's one of the reasons Oops. why i am into pixel because i want to be able to get that first um uh, preview or new OS preview, and also the uh, ability to update. So for me, uh, I place software over hardware. If I have a fo- phone that will have all the uh, the new software coming to it, 
uh, versus a phone that is so nicely built but never gets any updates. I'll take the phone that, uh, even if it's just cheap plastic but has all the updates, that's the one I'll get. I got it. So you, you're more likely to choose the software update instead of hardware? Absolutely. Any day, I'll choose uh, software over hardware because if... Uh, most especially if it's a hardware that's not getting updated. So what? I now have an expensive paperweight. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. That's silly. Understood. Yeah. <laughs> so any changes in Android 13? Yeah, we talked about that a little while ago. You missed that. Maybe. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's just basically some, you know, iterations of the uh, beta 1. Uh, there are some, you know, uh, most especially in the security area, things keep improving and all of that. So uh, we'll, we still have like uh, three more betas to go, uh, maybe two, actually. We have two more betas to go. We got the June. Till, till beta July. three, right? Yeah. Uh, no, that will be beta four in July. I, I think we may have a beta in August or, or else Google release uh so just wondering how the beta August. system works for Pixel phones. Uh, so it's it's very easy. Um, you just enroll on the page, okay. and it just comes to your phone as an OTA, you know, over the air push out, and all you need so to do. So let's say I have two pixels, so I need to sign up for each pixel. Yeah, you have to. Uh, but see, like I have a lot of Pixel phones, but then I just chose to only enroll my pixel 6 pro on the um on the android 13 so i, I so later on when android 14 came out what i need to do beta i mean when you enroll in a beta for example 